Hello and welcome to another symbiotic episode of Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows. And we have just come from the cinema and we have seen Venom. Let there be carnage. Yeah, the old Venom 2. Carnage Boogaloo. That's right. As it were. You know that movie you couldn't wait to come out because it got delayed and then it didn't and then it got delayed again and then they bumped it up. Yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah. I was actually particularly dis- disappointed when I when I found out this movie was opening this week because there's been so much promotion for the international like press release of the next James Bond that I thought that was coming out this week and I got real excited because you know I love me some Jimmy Bond. Right. And then it was like no, but here's Venom, and I was like, thanks. <laughs> it's a bit of a letdown, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> A little, little bit. <laughs> um, all right. So, look, no spoilers up top. We, you, you'll know when, you know, we stop to go into spoilers. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, this this is a movie yeah. that, that now, happened if I were that, to, that we watched. If I were to say to you, Benjamin, that this film was directed by Andy Serkis. I would not believe you. Would you? And, and you would be right to not believe me. But, in fact, it is true. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Andy Serkis. Yes. That Andy Serkis. Yes. Not not a different one where you're like, oh, that's yeah. weird. That's got the same bloke name. That's got the same name as Andy Serkis. No, yeah. no, no. It's that Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah. uh, which is weird because I don't remember any of that for the promotion of this film. I I, I don't either. You, I mean, what what can you really say about I mean, could, could you From the director of yeah. Mowgli... <laughs> <laughs> the the Jungle Book movie no one saw. You can't you can't promote it like that, can I, you? I mean, I guess you can. I mean, look, I feel like they do all kinds of stuff. They they reach when they go to pre- when they're like from the producer of Training Day, and they're like, but this is a kids' movie. Why are we <laughs> from the man who played Gollum? Comes, let there be carnage. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> that is not above trailers. <laughs> I can absolutely see them from the man who played Gollum. And Claw. And King Kong. <laughs> and King Kong. Comes Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Let there be courage. Um, I'd, I'd believe it, honestly. Yeah, so, but I mean, it is directed by him. Yeah. And it's, uh, so, okay, let's talk writing for a second. Because not only was I like, it, when his name popped up, I was like, Andy Circus. Yeah. But then the next credit on, at the end was story by, and it was <laughs> story by, Tom Hardy and I was like wait that that Tom Hardy like what's the actor doing like <laughs> hey I, I know I've played the role uh I've got some thoughts yeah. I'm not gonna play him again <laughs> unless <laughs> I've got some thoughts on a future storyline um but it's also so it's story by Tom Hardy and also story by uh, Kelly Marcel who uh is also the screenwriter of this particular film and also the screenwriter of the original Venom yes uh she also has a story by credit on Cruella Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's she also uh, wrote the screenplay for Fifty Shades of Grey. So yeah, so so there's that. Yeah. Um, Which uh, actually is pretty spot on because I I felt like I've been dominated after watching this. And I didn't sign no contract. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. It, I don't mean to. I don't mean this as a slight because I I very much enjoy Andy Circus as an actor 
and uh, you know, good on him to you know try to broaden his horizons and you know get into other things. We see that happen all the time. And honestly, to be fair, uh, you know, good on Tom Hardy for for getting a story credit and kind of getting involved in other things. But there is a lot of amateur hour going on over here, and it it shows not just in the story but also in the direction and the writing. Like if you put it all together, you can tell that there's not a lot of skill in all three from the people that have those respective things you know well, what i mean it, yeah and i also feel like there's probably some sort of studio meddling going on yeah. because this is a you know it's a pretty short runtime right about an hour and a half um it, it feels like longer yeah um but so you know maybe there was a competent script maybe there was competent directing and it just got hacked to pieces but uh, yeah it's it could be it i i would actually to like to think that that's well, yes, there was absolutely studio meddling, and you know the the editing is noticeable. Uh, it, it's it's almost jarring, even if you're not looking for it. Like you know, you and I, we see a lot of films. We kind of understand some of those behind the scene things. So when editing is poor, those are things that we're going to notice a bit more. Yeah. Your average film goer might not notice it, but you honestly might notice it in Let There Be Carnage. It is that jarring in the way that this film is kind of cut up and chopped up. There's just definite moments where you're like oh well clearly there was something else going on there um so yeah i, I think yeah, there was a bit of that but there were, there's moments where like they would they would cut to one thing and then it would cut to another thing and then you would cut back to something that seemed like you should have went from the first thing to the second thing <laughs> right instead of <laughs> bouncing around it was very yeah. weird yeah and you you could definitely feel and look i uh, full disclosure i am not a huge fan of venom uh, I didn't find the film to be all that great. And while I have seen the whole film, I've never sat down and actually watched Venom from start to finish. Now, that's not to say I haven't seen the whole movie yeah. from start to finish. I've just never watched it all the way in order. I've seen yeah. bits and pieces overall. Well, um, I paid money to see it. You did, right? Because I, I, I think I was supposed to go with you and I think yeah. I had something else going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, I, I think serviceable was... Right. Well, was a thing like there's there was... There were some okay things going on. Yeah. But overall, it was a bit of a mess. Yeah. You know, and I, I do think that this film did some things better. Yes, it, it does. There, there are definitely some things it does better, but the things it does worse, I feel like it does much but, worse. But yeah, it's one of those things where it was like, I, I actually think the first film was better. Yeah. And I don't think the first film was great. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Um, and to that point, this also is a film that is clearly driven by money and not necessarily quality of its predecessor or whatever they thought was coming out. Because to, in, in, in full fairness, I mean, Venom is a film that is kind of accidentally successful. Like, if you look at just kind of ratings and how people felt about the original film, most people were like, eh, it's all right. But it did gangbusters in China. It made just some ridiculous amount of money and launched it up into some multi-million dollar film uh, at the box office. And so naturally, the studio was going to be like, everybody loves Venom. And so it, yeah. it just, I, I don't know, all of that kind of put together just makes this film feel just unnecessary and, and uh, downright boring, to be honest. Um and mm. I don't know if it's all of that. I don't know if it's the studio or the writing or the story by or the director, but but all of it kind of contributes to this film just being, eh, yeah. fine. 
Yeah, the most I would say the most interesting stuff that happens in the film is is mainly when you've got Eddie Brock talking to Venom yes. and those the most successfully directed I feel, which is I guess on brand from when you consider the scenes of Gollum, you know, talking to himself. Yeah. Right. Very, very good. Or, or if you consider the scenes of Venom, because the, yeah. the, those are the best parts of the original as well. That is true. But I'm just saying here, you know, Andy had a particular set of skills that he could, you know, he was like, hey, do it like this, you know. This, I, if anybody knows motion capture, it's yeah, me. Just, I mean, he probably did the motion capture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, it might not be in the credits, but, yeah. but I'm going to go ahead and say that he did the motion capture for both Venom and Carnage. <laughs> um... Yeah, but the story is not... And again, I, I I, don't know if it's been hacked to pieces, but this story is not terribly good. Right. You, you've got things that were not really developed in the first film, you know... Or at all, to just, be honest. Just really just sort of a wink and a nod and a bad wig. And then, <laughs> and then in this film, we get no setup, really, and right. it's just sort of all up in there, and you're like, but why? Yeah. And not, I mean, most of us probably know, so I don't know that this would be a spoiler, but legitimately, most of the film, I thought I had missed something. I, I thought that, and I'm not talking about like a minor plot point where like, oh, I must have missed that in Venom. I mean, the entire driving force of the film, the whole time I was like, did I just not watch Venom? <laughs> like, did I just not pay attention enough to know what's going on? And then come to find out when we talked before we started this, you were like, no, no, you didn't miss anything. None of that is in there. No. <laughs> you were right to be confused. Yeah, and I, I will say, I don't think the PG-13 rating helps. No, it either. definitely holds it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what's funny, and I, can't, I won't say anything now, but when we get to spoilers, I've actually got an idea on how this film should have been made that would have made it more interesting. The characters would have been fleshed out more, and it would have been more of a... Because you think... Venom and Carnage, it's like, well, I don't think it, but the way the movie is structured, it's supposed to come across as sort of a little bit horror, you know? Is it though? In places, yeah, they do do a lot of shots like that with the, you know, the creepy houses and and, and the way that the people are dispatched and all that sort of thing. But the film's not presented like a horror film. No. You have these sequences... There, I was like, well, maybe. What do you think? It's uh, you. What you want? Do you want comedy? No, how about? Okay, say some of that. What about no? No horror? No action? Action? What do you want? What do you want? Really? Here's a bit of everything. You know what I mean? It does. It so, does have that feel. You yeah. like, you like rom coms, huh? Yeah. yeah? So uh, that's where. But I feel like this could have been structured in a way yeah. that would have been not necessarily like a horror film, but it would have been that would have uh, like a thriller. You know yeah, I mean? all right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're very, right. It could have been done in a way where Cletus is just very menacing and yeah. stalking Eddie. Yeah, and right. So, and, and right. you know. And, and there is definitely a bit of that where you're like, just pick one. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you're talking about story and all that, like, you've got to pick a genre. It can't just be all of them. Yeah, like, that's, that's not how any of that works. And I guess this just sort of leads us into acting, but like, I never felt any real menace from yeah, Woody Harrelson. Right. Look, for the amount of times he says carnage in this film, he's actually very low on the carnage detail. <laughs> yeah, he's just... I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, that Woody is bad. He's, right. He's doing the best he can with this material, but yeah. it's just not engaging. Yeah. No, it, and it was... 
honestly, I when you know they were like, oh, let there be carnage, and it's going to star Woody Harrelson as you know the the carnage. I was like, oh, okay. Even if the movie sucks, I know that he won't. Um, and he, you're right. He's just not given enough to do to where like you could tell that he's really trying to shoulder it and that you know do. Do what Woody does, because Woody is a magnetizing actor. You, you very much, like, the minute he shows up, you're like, well, I don't care what's happening, I'm going to watch him. Yeah. Uh, and so he's definitely trying to do that, but you can feel yeah. that the story and everything else yeah. is just holding him back yeah. so much that, yeah. like, you kind of just don't care that he's there. Yeah. And based on what you just said, normally that is the case with Woody. But in this particular film, every time we cut to him, I was like, go, go back to Eddie Brock. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is this is dragging the movie on. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it is. And and the, and again, like we said, that's no knock to Woody. Uh, it, it's very much a knock on the way that Carnage is written and how he's presented in this film. Uh, because you're absolutely right. The best part of the entire film is Tom Hardy arguing with Tom Hardy. That's that's the that's the crux of yeah. the entire film. Yeah, and. You know, Joe, I said this uh, about the first one. You know, Tom Hardy was very good, yeah. um, and that that is still here. You know, that some of the best parts of the film is just yeah, he, it's him talking to himself, really. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But he does it so well. Yeah, no, he he really does. And I I remember when the first one came out, and I was like, really, Tom Hardy is as Eddie Brock. That that doesn't make sense. Uh, but he is. He he fits the role very very well, and he does a very yeah. very good job. And he seems. It almost seems like he's the only one that understands what's happening. Like I would say him and Michelle Williams as yeah, well. Yeah, Michelle Williams, and I think particularly in this one, she seems to be a little bit more like, oh, we're just going to have a good time. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, because in the first film, she gets, you know, the symbiote goes on her for a bit, and, and that, was, that was fun, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. And, uh, and so she has a unique insight into the character, and yeah. I feel like <laughs> there's, there, were, there were some moments in this where it was just... She was having fun with it too, yeah, yeah. and and it was good. It, yeah. Like those scenes, and actually, uh, weirdly, her her fiance <laughs> yeah. in the film played by Reed Scott. Yeah, I was by the end of this film, I was like, I like this guy. I was like, <laughs> he's in, yeah. he's in there doing stuff, yeah. you know. No, he, he was he was a surprisingly good addition. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. And look, it's it's always a pleasure to watch Michelle Williams be able to cut loose because she is very much a, she's much more of a dramatic actress, and you know she she's very much she does more of that than anything else in yeah. her repertoire. So seeing her to just be like, man, we're gonna have fun. Everything's fun. <laughs> like you're yeah. like, oh yeah, Michelle, get it, yeah. do it. This film is a casual Friday. Yeah, it is. Right, just <laughs> popped in on set for a day. It was like, yeah. let's make jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I got drinks, you know. She's <laughs> yes, making martinis when the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> Good on you, Michelle. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, also Naomi Harris is in this film. Yeah, uh, yeah. It. Tia Dama is back. So we've Why? got the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. <laughs> crossover. Also with weird eye stuff going <laughs> on. She honestly might as well be that same character. Yeah. It's And that's not... I like, Naomi, I like Naomi Harris. I think she's a good actress. But this... Even look, even my bird who doesn't recognise people at all, uh, and definitely not Naomi Harris. Like the things that she's normally in, she probably hasn't watched. Uh, but she literally leaned over to me in the theatre and was like, 
is that Tia Dolma from the party? Like, that was the only way that she knew her, but it was definitely because she's got the eye and she's just yep. a little weird and she's got a strange accent from I don't know where you're from. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only thing was missing is she, she didn't like turn into a bunch of crabs or yeah, something. Right, <laughs> that that would have made it. I would have been like, all right, well, cool, bring on Captain Jack. Yeah. It's a, a character I felt. Like, and again, this has nothing to do with her performance. She right. was fine. But the character probably would have been better suited to just not be in this film. I 100% agree. 100% agree. Because it definitely, not only does the story overall in the relationship between, uh, um, you know, Woody Harrelson and, and Tom Hardy get held back a lot just because of how it's framed. But then you put in this whole other subplot where Cletus Cassidy is driven by a girlfriend rather than just being a menace so you don't really get carnage you don't you know what i mean yeah, it's all no, it's like they was trying to make him likable yeah time. and it's like don't, we don't need that yeah, at all he's it's, a violent serial killer we don't you don't need them oh he just wants his girlfriend out you know it's like we don't i don't need this yeah no it, it would have been much better if you'd have just seen him creating carnage yeah. throughout the city with, without any kind of reason or rhyme or whatever, right? It's just just causing drama all throughout this. And you just really don't get that I'm at all. I'm telling you, I'm going to pitch you an idea in spoilers and you're absolutely going to green light that film even though we have no money to make films. <laughs> call Andy Circus. <laughs> just, yeah. just call up Tom. Hey, Tom, I've got a story for you. <laughs> yeah. I know you're into that sort of thing. So we'll give you the credit and everything. <laughs> just just mention our name. Just yeah. plug our show once. Um, action special effects. Um, uh, they were fine. Uh, it was fine. I, uh, there was nothing that really, I guess, stood out where no. I was like, "Oh, this is memorable." They it, they did they did take a lesson from the first film, and your your symbiote battles are cleaner this time around. Yes. So you can actually distinguish one from the yes. from the other. And I don't know if that's just color scheme or it's Andy Circus understanding how to work with those yeah. types of visuals, I, mean, it's I guess. It's a combination of things because also in the first film when the two symbiotes fought, they turned they just they weren't like in this where it was like, oh that's that's venom, that's carnage. They turned into this sloppy, gooey mess. Yeah. Yeah. Where they were right. almost indistinguishable from each other and you're like why was that a decision that was made? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and in this one, they're like, "Yeah, we'll probably just make them solid, <laughs> yeah. give uh, them solid colors." Oh and keep yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it's still there. Were still places where I was like, "That's not great." Yeah, it's it's not top notch uh, at all. And the um, pr problem is, they have to. It's because of the symbiotes. It's used so frequently throughout the film that. You know, some places I would say it looks better than others, but yeah, it's still, I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a weird place with it. Yeah, it's, I'm in a weird place with it too, because it's not so bad where you're like, well, this is from 95, um, but it's also like not good enough to be late 2021. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, I would say the weakest part. So was that there's, there's a lot of scenes where, it's a hume, so it's either Eddie Brock or Cletus, and they they have like a what I'm going to call a symbiote appendage coming out of their person. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. those are the scenes that are the weakest. Like those limbs that come out and go off and do things look the most cartoonish. Right. And yeah. not realistic. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But usually when the, you know, when the symbiote's out completely, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I guess there's supposed to be a bit of that cartoonish element because they are, aliens and they're larger than life and they're it, yeah you know, and i think under the right color scheme i think when they're out like that they do look good and you're right they are they are much more defined and as they're fighting you can tell okay that's carnage that's venom right <laughs> you can make the distinction but yeah you're right all, all the limbs and stuff anytime they do anytime it gets too big you can kind of feel like oh well this is this is green screen in the worst of ways yeah, there's also not a lot of action to be had. There's really not, right? Film. Yeah, because... Yeah, not really. It's, it's, I mean, there's... There's what? There's, I mean, there's one, more... There's more, one or two? More carnage doing stuff than anything, but even then, a lot of those scenes, again, because they're trying to go with this horror-esque thing, so everything's, like, foggy or smoky. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, because he's only got... He's got, what, two... Two, right? It's like two escape sequences and then yeah, the big but final they're, they're battle. Basically the same. And then yeah. <laughs> and then he's got the final battle, yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's it. There's no other action in this film. Alright. Well, that that even lowers my marks. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that. Yeah. Well, like I said, this film just struggles with, with what its identity is. Yeah, right. No, you're absolutely right. And, and that that is a huge credit to uh, story and directing where, where you can just tell, like, they're not, they never go all in on one thing. Like, uh, honestly, I would be fine if you just went all in on the comedy and you just made this whole thing just this whimsical, silly, you know, comic book anti-hero retelling. And then the whole film was that. Uh, yeah. Honestly, that would be better than whatever this was. Yeah. Cause that's, that is a problem. Uh, I found this film very funny. But for the wrong reasons. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there was places where it was supposed to be funny, and sometimes it was. But there was a lot of times where it wasn't, and it was. Yes. So that's <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. Right. <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, shall we? Uh, shall Ra we rate, rate it? it? Yeah, I. <sighs> I really don't know what to do with this one. Um. Uh, there's an instinct in me, there's a symbiote in me, uh, telling me that I hated this and we should just eat its brains. Uh, there's th That's in me. Uh, but then there's the, the Eddie Brock in me that's like, no, we, we can't do that. It's it's not who we are. So I don't know that I'm symbiotic yet on, on what I want to do. Um, uh, I mean, do you have your number? Uh, yeah, I mean, because we didn't do one of these for the original, I don't remember what I would have rated it, but I feel like the first one would have gotten like a maybe a 2.5 or a 3. Okay. 3 tops. Yeah, max. Um, so I guess I'm going to give this a 2. Okay. Uh, 2 out of 5 chicken couples. Hot. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I want to go so low, and I just feel bad. But, uh, it, the, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a bit lower, and I'm gonna go 
Well, 1.75 destroyed Ducati motorcycles. All right. Yeah. You you seem unsure. I just, it's, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, you know, it's I, okay to give the same score as me. No, it's, it's not that. It's not that. I, I'm honestly just so conflicted with this film because there there are genuinely parts of this film that did make me yeah, laugh. Yeah, there, 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 are there were genuinely parts where I was like, oh, um, this is really enjoyable. Moments. There's, moments. There's moments. Yes. And typically, when I rate films that low, there are none. Right. Typically, it's like there's a moment where I was like, oh, just make the whole movie this. And then the rest of it is is absolute garbage, and you just throw it all out. So I'm so conflicted because those moments are so good. There, there are legitimately a number of moments where I was like, "Can this whole movie just be this?" Um, but then the things that it's not, I'm just like, "Oh, but these are so bad." Uh, yeah. So no, I'm gonna stick with it though. I'm gonna uh-huh. stick with it. I'm gonna stick with the 1.75. I I, I didn't enjoy myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like I've probably rated worse movies higher, but <laughs> yeah, I mean it did. It was it felt long. It was a it's only an hour and a half, and it felt long. I will say this uh, before we get into spoilers: there is a mid-credit scene. Yes, won't say what it what it is, but it will. I think uh, it might excite you, um, or it might do what it did for me, which is leave me with the most confused nerd boner <laughs> of my life. So conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, it's honestly the difference between a one point seven five and a two. Because <laughs> I'm just not sure what to do with it. Yeah. Well, when it when it happens, yeah, you're like you you're sort of excited, but then it ends, and you're like, but I didn't like the movie. So <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, so this is way too much information. <laughs> Um, yeah. So. All right. So, shall we, shall we rate, or no, we've already rated it. Yeah. I'm sorry. This movie is, I, I'm already having conflicts in my mind. Somebody else is telling me to say things. <laughs> uh, Symbiote's got control of your brain. Yeah, yeah. it's anti-venom. <laughs> <laughs> Scream, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, do you think it's time? Yeah. All right. Spoiler song to the spoiler song to the spoiler song to the spoiler song to the spoiler song. All right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk spoilers for Venom. Let there be carnage. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't seen it or you don't want it to be spoiled, you know, bugger off. Yeah, and don't let the symbiote hit you in the fanny on the way out. That's right, because he'll throw you out a window and then catch you and then tell you it was your fault. Yeah. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. I don't so, know. Woo. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, oh, the old let there be carnage, which is said by our main villain... More, more than I'm comfortable with. It's so, it's so brutal. I, I already hate when people do that, even when it's okay. Like even when it's appropriate, I still just, I can't stop my eyes from rolling. But yeah. this was just, oh, this is so, it's so forced. Like you, yeah. you just know someone was like, no, you got to say it. You could feel Woody too. Like I'm not saying that. Well, and I would have been fine with him saying it. At the appropriate time, when yeah. he's like, I want to introduce you to Carnage, and then it comes out, because that's the creature's name. Right. But, like, he does it once or twice before then, he says Carnage, and you're like, yeah, this is just gratuitous at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. No, it, it's... Um, everything surrounding that character, every everything surrounding the villain, 
is probably where most of this film goes awry. Aside from just the story being kind of all over the place yeah. and doing, you know, the comedy to the horror to the, you know, the superhero to, you know, whatever. Uh, but definitely <laughs> when it comes to Carnage. There's, uh, ugh, there's just is. so many weird elements so that they could make this weird ending with... So, so it's just starting off with Naomi Harris's character. Yes. <laughs> so because we open on a flashback to right. young Cletus... At uh, this facility, and is this girl that shares a cell next to him that he's infatuated with, and she is a mutant apparently, uh, yeah, uh, with with sonic sounds, and right right out the gate, they 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 mention that she is being taken to a facility to deal with her abilities, so they know that she can scream with power, and yet. They put her in the back of a regular police van, and they do not gag her in any way. No. No muzzle, no nothing. <laughs> and then they never do, ever. No. Even when she's at this facility, they, it's like feeding time is a huge ordeal because, like, three people have to go in yeah. with headphones on and stuff, and it's like, why not just yeah. put a muzzle on her? Yeah, no, they they got to give her the old magneto treatment in the cell. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> but this character is just a big problem because... Yeah. It's it basically becomes Cletus's like driving force. This this girl and also the idea of a girl you never really met that was just in a cell next to you, yeah. and then like thirty years later you're still like she was the one, and then she's also like he was the one. Yeah, because there's this weird thing where like yeah, so he goes and breaks her out, and it turns out that she's as batshit crazy as he is. But none of that is ever established. You never get the sense that, like, she's a villainous mutant. Like, yeah, yeah. sure. Like, they're, they're at a reform school that is, you know, set, you know, for children that, you know, obviously have bad behavior. But, like, it's not like they both grew up to be serial killers. Like, yeah. she hadn't killed anyone and they yeah. whisked her off to this place. And sure, you can make the argument that maybe they treated her like garbage. And that's why she's got, you know, violent tendencies. But, like, she's not Cletus. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the character itself is problematic because, so in the flashback, they show that she gets her eyes shot out, even though it's not really shot out. It's just discolored, which I didn't know bullets did that. That's what they do. So, uh, (laughs) you're shot out by the police officer that was escorting her. And it turns out that that is now this detective that is hassling Eddie Brock. So she hates that guy. And then Cletus hates Eddie for reasons. And they're dumb reasons, yes. by the way, because it's like the, like you say, this infatuation that is not established, which right. is what led you to be like, what, are, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where, when did this happen in the first film? Yeah. Because the way that it's presented, it, it's very presumptuous. It, it very much assumes that you know all the backstory between Eddie Brock and Cletus. And if you don't, they're not going to tell you. Yeah. And it's basically like, Cletus wants to see you. Uh, and then Eddie goes. And he's like, hey, deliver this message in the paper. And I'll tell you my me, me life story and all, all the secrets, all the juicy stuff that'll get you back on top as a reporter. And Eddie's like, okay. But then on their way out, Venom spots something in Cletus's scribbles in his room. So, like, I guess they don't need Cletus to tell them. But it's like, but that was the right. You were going to tell him anyway. Yeah. So why was you mad 
Unless, right. you, unless he was going to lie, which, I mean, I wouldn't put it past a psychopath, not, sure. not right. to tell the truth. But right. Eddie did what you told him to do. Yeah. And then he just found out your secrets, and now you're being executed. But now, and so you're, now you're mad. Yeah. And, like, w- were you not being executed before? Like, you, you... Well, they, they, they mentioned something in the news report that they, they had given him... Whatever sort of like amnesty, where they weren't going to kill him, they like they oh stayed. right, he's going to stay, and then yeah. they reverse it. Yeah, uh, they okay. reversed it after the right. the bodies were found. Um, but that also but, just, but it's all okay. it's also lazy because it's like sure that gives Eddie a, 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 a Cletus a reason to hate Eddie, but it's not it's not well developed. Right, and then for the rest of the film, it's like Cletus breaks out and he goes and he rescues his bird, and then and then he gets this. Symbiote that hates Venom because it was spawned by Venom, which also doesn't make <laughs> yeah, a lot that, of sense. Yeah, that took me a minute. And I, I, I remember just thinking, like, so it's just, like, a part of Venom? Like, because that's basically how it happens. Like, the way, the way you see it go down in the trailer is exactly how it goes down in the film. There's no other addition. Like, literally, Cletus bites... Eddie Brock's finger, and now he's Carnage. Yep. Like, that's... If you're looking for anything else, that's it. That's yeah. the only way that that happens. Which, I mean, if that's is all it takes to get a symbiote, you know? It's, yeah, right. It's, it's pretty inconvenient. <laughs> right? And that, it also just opens up way too many questions. Like, yeah. so Venom can spawn other creatures that can also have it their own... Yeah. personality based on it but none of that is ever established with the way that venom operates to begin with yeah no and, and in the comic books it does it's carnage is a is spawn of venom but it's it's not it doesn't happen from a bite it's yeah. like it's one of those things where it's like part of the natural life cycle the thing spawns you know uh, an offspring of, of sorts it just happens to be carnage that attaches itself to a psychopath and right. one of the defining characteristics of of Carnage in the comics is that it's like Venom always says like we because it's like the two two is you know two yeah. people uh, because Cletus is crazy they they always refer to themselves as I mm. instead of we which is you know a very defining characteristic but you don't have time to unpack all that I understand so. The way they did in the movie, I'll get it. I, I agree with you. It is sort of like... Right. Huh. But, you know, for the sake of time, maybe there was other things that they filmed to fill it out and they yeah. chopped it, but... But it's also one of those things where, like, if you wanted to go that kind of route, Eddie and Eddie and Venom are already having, you know, dip, married marriage difficulties, yeah. right? So you absolutely could have had Venom be like, look, I can't be around whatever. I, I need to, I, I'm spawning and you don't know what I could do if I spawn. So I, I either need to feed or I need to just hang out here. And then Eddie Brock's like, no, I got to go see Cletus. Because Venom already doesn't want to do it, right? So he could be like, well, that's a terrible idea. You don't know what could happen. I'm literally dripping and I can't control what's happening. Like This is a part of me. Eddie goes, it drips, it latches onto him, and now Cletus is carnage. But yeah. it just... Well, and again, it's just because of all this, like, the girlfriend stuff and like that, you, yeah. don't, you don't ever really get this true animosity between these characters. Right. But they play it up like that's their biggest 
driving lot in life. Right. That they, <laughs> they've had this battle yeah. all their lives. Carnage <laughs> wants to kill Venom. Cletus wants to kill Eddie. Uh, you know, Canary wants to kill the cop. You know, it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I'm going to pitch you an idea right I'm now. I'm ready. Oh. I'm, I'm so ready. So picture this. Okay. Uh, Eddie, in, in an effort to try to get back on top, he seeks out Cletus, who is, who is preparing to be executed or something like that. It's just, yeah. he's a, he's a well-known serial killer. Right. Eddie seeks him out to do a story on him to, again, get back on top as a reporter. Right. Right. Because Cletus has a bunch of bodies buried places and nobody's ever been able to find it. Right. Got it. And so he, do, you know, he does a lot of research. He spends a lot of time with Cletus and, I say that he actually, in solving it, figures it out. Okay. And as a part of this, Cletus, that develops his obsession with Eddie. This person who was able to figure out his deepest secrets. Right. You know? And so, without getting any symbiotes on him, Cletus escapes and starts stalking Eddie. Mm. After all, he's a serial killer. Yes. And in his stalking of him... Maybe he happens on them turning into venom and doing something. And then you could still even go with your thing about like, oh, he's, you know, spawning and they try to discard it or whatever because they don't know what it's going to do. And then Cletus, who's been following, can can take hold of it. But yeah. I just feel like if you would have gone with something like that, you could have had way more moments of tension throughout. You wouldn't need them to be full symbiotes the whole time. Right. Um, But you could develop that sort of like, you know, Cletus is stalking you. He wants to kill you, but he also wants to toy with you sort of a thing. Yeah. So you, that way you could develop some really fun moments and right. exchanges yeah. between and those you characters. Give, you could give Woody Harrelson way more to do, right? Because yep. you don't have to keep cutting back to this girlfriend all the time. Yep. Uh, and he could just be what you've... I can't stress this enough. You honestly feel like Woody is doing everything that he possibly can, but he's really just being held back by what he's given. Um, and so I would have, just in the same way that we've been complimenting Michelle Williams, being able to just be free and make martinis when the cameras aren't rolling, I, Woody has that potential yeah. on screen. Like, he's able to ooze that in, in the characters that he plays, and I, I absolutely agree with you. And then you could actually do both comedy and horror, and you could blend those a bit better because you don't have all this oh. other weird rom-com I'm doing it for my girlfriend. Like, yeah. you don't have all of that. And you can still have the same sort of turmoil that you have, you know, between Eddie yeah. and his ex. Right. And, and Cletus could still find out about her on his own. Right. And then kidnap her and use her as a, yes. a ploy to lure him out. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you could still do a lot of that stuff. It would just be better. It would be more impactful. Yeah. And, I, I agree. I, I agree. It, I, I'm. All right. Call Andy Circus. <laughs> Let's make this film. We're going to redo it. <laughs> we're going to redo it. What do you mean we're going to redo it? <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, I, I, look, you all know me. You all know that I'm very much about the, the less is more. And I like a 90-minute runtime. I, I do. I really do. But but you've got to tell a 90-minute story as well. Like, the the story's got to lend itself to that. Yeah. And, and this just doesn't do that. It's no. Yeah, I... I very much enjoy that a lot more. I think there were much better ways that they could have done this, and that is definitely one of them, especially because it just leaves too many questions. And by the time you start asking those questions, the movie's over, and Carnage is gone. And 
Venom just eats the symbiote. And that's it. Yeah, and, so, then, and then eats. Uh, and that's it. And, and then, then he eats Cletus. <laughs> and cut the check. That's it. That's the end of the film, basically. Yeah. And you're like, but, okay, that that was it? He, he just, what? Yeah, cut, the ending comes to a really weird, abrupt Yeah, that, end. we're not talking about editing. The, the ending is definitely where you feel it the most. Because it just, it's just sort of like, yeah, ends. They, they fight. Yeah. And then... There's a character, the detective character sort of disappears halfway through the fight, and you're like, what happened to him? Yeah. And then we get sort of a tease of him at the end where it's like, monsters, but then his like eyes are glowing or something. Yeah. Like He's he, a mutant Like now. suddenly he I... developed powers. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> I guess we need that for the... the, yeah. the, the, the th- but, let there be scream? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Except for the fact that you get to the mid credit scene, which completely negates everything that we've yes. seen up to that point. <laughs> yes. It basically makes all of that movie pointless, because this is honestly all we needed. This. Just this. Yeah, <laughs> I would have honestly just gone to the theater and then been like, I, or Let There Be Carnage isn't actually a film. It's just a mid credit scene. I'd yeah. have been like, oh, okay, that's, yeah. that's fine. Because apparently Venom's in the MCU now. Hey. Actually, I don't know if there was much rejoicing for that. No, and that's... I don't know who asked for that. That was that was what was weird about it is because, like, the scene happens and, like, you know the, from the moment, the moment was like, I've got every, all the knowledge that I've got would explode your mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, he knows about the multiverse. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's not what happens, but he was like, okay, I'll give you a taste of what I know. And then as he's doing it, the world around them changes. And then Eddie's like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But then you, you as a viewer are like, okay, they just, they're in a different thing. Yeah. And then the TV comes on and it's J. Jonah Jameson giving the reveal that, Spider-Man is Peter Parker from, uh, what was it? Far From Home? Far From Home, yeah. Far From Home. Yeah. And so now you're like, oh, they're, yeah, they're in the, they're in there. And for whatever reason, Venom is immediately infatuated. <laughs> that was with weird. Spider-Man. Too. That was so weird. Licking like, the TV. He's a child, man. <laughs> I'm going to need you to calm all the way down with the creepy symbiote ass. Um, yeah, that was, uh, the, the idea behind it, I was like, okay, that that's a good way to bring Venom into the MCU. Uh, but yeah, it, it's all... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should be excited because, again, we like, we like Tom yeah. as Eddie, but it's just a weird... Because of the way that this character has been has become Venom, and there's literally no connection to Spider-Man whatsoever. Right. And right. now we're going to force it into the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And yeah. and and on one note, it sort of tees up a little bit more excitement for the next Spider-Man because we already know there's going to be all these multiverse elements going on. Right. And so now this is just one more thing. We know for a fact we're going to have Venom in this movie. Right. And it's not going to be Topher Grace. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Well... <laughs> Maybe there'll be two of them. Well, okay. Fingers crossed, we get two of them. <laughs> we just have a Venom off. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all not? for it. If Why that not? happens, I'm all for it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh. um, yeah, uh, look, this film has a lot of problems, and surprisingly... 
has more problems than the first one, and I know that that one is riddled with problems. And while, yes, it corrects some things, and it leans into some of the better parts, for sure, absolutely, uh, the everything else surrounding it is just not good. It's just not good. Yeah. And I wasn't... Look, going into it, it I don't think either one of us were all that excited. No. So going into it, I, I, it's not like my hopes were high. I didn't have like these massive expectations of like, oh, this better be better. Uh, I didn't have that. But it's I've got a minimum bar of enjoyment, and this just I don't know. I just don't felt. I just don't feel like it hit that at all. Do you think if they would have made mention of it in the marketing, you'd have been more excited for Venom at a rave, <laughs> coming out to the world, as it were? Was that? <laughs> Just give me a whole film of Venom raving. It was uh, such a weird... I mean... Why? From, from one angle, I get it. Because it's like he could be himself. He could be out and about. Yeah. Because there was people in masks and stuff like that. But, and, but then there was the really heavy-handed sort of like uh, yeah. coming out message thing. and then it, But then it goes nowhere... Because at the end of it, he just goes off and he's sad because Eddie wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. It 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 is. It's a That's... weird. It's so. And, and again, it's one of those things where like it's so out of place for the rest of the film. Yeah. Like it's so just random and just out there. And it's like, first of all, who's going to raves like that? No one. That's not a thing anymore. That's a that's a '98 joke. <laughs> Yeah, well, it would look like it didn't look like your average rave either. It looked like a Halloween party because yeah. everyone was wearing big, elaborate costumes. Yeah. yeah, which look they still do, but they're events now. Yeah, like they're big. You know, they they rent out giant stadiums in Vegas for three days. Like this, it's not an underground warehouse anymore. This is not how that works. Yeah, it's regardless of whether or not you think that rave is accurate, the fact that Venom is in a rave is still very weird, and it's as weird to watch. As it is for us to say out loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, problems. Yeah. Again, and, you know, there, there are things to enjoy. And honestly, the, the best parts of this film was, I think, really when uh, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and uh, and the, the actor playing her, her fiancé was, was on the screen Dr. together. Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Like that, I did not expect to like that character, but not the fact the fact that he just sort of goes along with everything, yeah. so yeah, like he's he expresses that he's not happy, yeah, but yeah, he still goes along with everything. Yeah, when she gets captured, at first you think he just delivers the message to Venom, but then when Venom's there, he he shows up out of nowhere, lighting carnage on fire, and yeah. you're like, hey, he's doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, I honestly for that it. I actually would have liked him to have showed up uh, when she goes to tell him that they're engaged. But now knowing that he's a, a fun little character, I think that could have been a really fun introduction because already Venom is like, oh, we're heartbroken and, and this it should be you. And then he could see this person and she knows that Venom is still there. He doesn't. And then they have this funny, weird, like conversation and then when it comes back around and it gets reintroduced to like aliens and they're all just like shut up we got to deal with this <laughs> like <laughs> uh yeah no he, he was he was genuinely enjoyable and i did not expect him to be <laughs> yeah film could have used more of it to be honest yeah. so yeah and look lastly if you're ever in san francisco 
just know that everyone is from New York. I don't know if you know this, but apparently, according to Venom, it's not just Eddie Brock who came from New York to San Francisco. It's everyone. Uh, all the cops. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. The the, the cop that, uh, that we were talking about that all of a sudden is bright eyes and is now... Yeah. Seeing monsters. Who we know grew up in California because he's in a flashback as a young man. Yeah, right. So, full-blown Californian. And they got the most New York stereotypical actor to be the most New York stereotypical detective. It, it might as well have been... I think the only reason it wasn't Donnie Wahlberg is because he wasn't available. Uh, yes. Like down to his look, right? <laughs> yes. And I, look, I like that actor. I forgot his name. But he... Basically, only does New York and Chicago gangsters yeah. and detectives. Like, that's exclusively what he does. And then here, he was like, well, that's what I'm going to be. Yeah. And they're like, but it's in San Francisco. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care, I'm New York. Yeah, no, someone someone watched Donnie Wahlberg on Blue Bloods and was like, <laughs> that's the character. I want I want the, the, the talk, the look, I want it all. He's oh, like, he's, not, he's not available. All right, give me budget. Yeah, I'll just copy it. Just put it, whoever's doing it. Have him go watch Blue Bloods and tell him that's what I want. Yeah. But it takes place in San Francisco. Shut your mouth. <laughs> We're not going for consistency here. And do what I want. <laughs> I was like, I know it feels like as a nitpick thing, but it just... Again, even my bird who doesn't notice things like that. She's very much the type of, you know, moviegoer that's like, oh, just blow stuff up and it's fine. Even she leaned over and was like, why is everyone from New York? Like, <laughs> that's how obvious it is. Well, you never been to little little New York in in San Francisco. He's <laughs> right on the bridge. It's <laughs> you just cross the bridge and you're in little New York. Yes. <laughs> cool. uh, I, I frequent San Francisco, so now I'm going to be on the lookout yeah, for like, it. I was well. It's it's actually called Little Manhattan, so you got got to keep a lookout for it. But. All right. Next time I'm there, I'll just. Keep an eye out for <laughs> Little Manhattan in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Um, all right. Uh, any any last words for this? Uh, yes. I hope there's not a third one. <laughs> Guys, just don't release this in China. Just, look, China, just go back to your little Communist Party celebration that you do every year. Just extend it again and don't release this film yeah. in China. I'm actually fine. If Tom Hardy sticks around in the MCU version of Spider-Man, uh, if he hangs out there and becomes the lethal protector or whatever... Uh, okay, yeah, like, sure. Fine. Do yeah. that. Stop making these Venom movies. Yeah. They're not good. No, they, they are not. Let, um. let, this, let this screenwriter go back to writing Fifty Shades of Grey sequels, which... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no more of those, thankfully. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but we don't need a third one to make sure. No. There's, no. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, legitimately, I hope this movie bombs at the box office. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, this has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kalen Burrows. And we will see you after the next film. <laughs> <laughs>